up, guys? Wallo J here, and I'm here with my co-host Miguelinho. Miguelinho, say what's poppin', yo. What's poppin', yo? All right. Uh, also joining us, our other co-host, Egg. Egg, say what's up to the peoples. What's up to the people? Since Miggy was so low energy. I, I know, yeah. Wallo, Wallo's eardrums, dog. I got in trouble that, for that. And actually, I, I have it on low, so I'm good, actually. So, oh, for real? Well, you. I'm not going to do it now. Yeah. Next time, next time. <laughs> and joining us, PGF World 6 athlete, Boom. Max Hansen. Max, what's what is up, guy? Nothing much, man. I'm just uh, honestly just chilling. Like I was telling you guys earlier, Saturday's kind of my day off if I'm not competing. So uh, I was just playing a little league, a little League of Legends. Not sure if you guys play that shit, but I do. Yeah, you know what I mean. you fucking suck. So you good? You you a dog? Got that dog in you, man? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm just kind of chilling. But how are you guys, man? Man, I'm I'm a I'm a bit of a gamer too, but I like racing games. You know? Oh really? Yeah, that's that's my thing. Yeah, I'm not good at it, but you know. It keeps me entertained. Bro, I don't do it for entertainment. I want to be like, I want to be upset when I'm gaming, dude. I want to be like competing and getting angry and shit, honestly. <laughs> That's the only way to play it. Yeah. If, play I'm, it. Like, if I'm not getting angry, there's no point in playing, dude. Right. Bro, like, I, 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 around me playing because I scream. She's like, this is not that serious. I'm like, but it is. I heard the 12 year old insult me and you threw him insult <laughs> me. So this is personal. You're a dork, Miggy. Yeah. 100%. But anyway. Listen, so we have a, a lot of new fans coming in right now, and, you know, we're trying to get them to get to know all the guys. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what got you into jujitsu, and, and that way, you know, sort of. All right. So basically, I mean, I played football for a long time in Canada growing up, and I, when I finished it, going into high school, my parents don't want me to do a sport. So I was looking up uh, martial arts and shit. I like martial arts from watching Avatar Last Airbender. So it's like doing research, seeing that they choreographed all the animation of Kung Fu, was going to do Kung Fu. People online were like, don't do that. You're a goof. Do jiu-jitsu. So I did jiu-jitsu. And I fell in love with it the first day. Like I was hitting moves literally the first day in sparring and shit. Like I was hitting scissor sweeps. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, this shit actually works. So I just kept doing it and fell in love with it, man. That's dope, man. How, how old were you when you started? I was 15 years old, and now I'm 25, so about 10 years in. Oh, nice. Man, you're, you're fucking young as hell. I, yeah, thought, yeah. I thought you were older for some reason. Nah, dude, I'm young, man. Young buck. I feel like it's old, bro. 25. That's basically 30, dude. I don't know. Fuck, man. Well, you do. You've no, been in the game for 10 years, bro. For you. You've been in the game for 10 years, so it feels like that. but Yeah. I'm 48, so yeah. Yeah, that's old, bro. I'm He's sorry. 25 right now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dog. You were an old head man. So. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I I had my good time, so you know it's it's your time now. You know, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm good with being old and boring, and you know. No, I can't wait to be old enough to wear suspenders, bro. I'm gonna be that old guy, just not giving a fuck. <laughs> I'll be I'll be jaywalking across every street. You better believe it, dude. I'm gonna be yeah. that guy. Fuck yeah, that's what's up. Egg, yeah, go ahead. I know I know you got some questions. Yeah, for, oh, Egg, dude, Egg's been looking forward to this, dude. Hell yeah! I, I know. What are you talking about, man? I mean, uh, obviously, big big fan. <laughs> See, look, look, he's like, oh, <laughs> all right, are you blushing? Right. No. <laughs> yeah, you just, are, dog. Uh, I'm not <laughs> blushing. That's only with TJ. It's only with TJ. Oh. Uh, Oh, okay. Gotcha. So anyways, gotcha. hey, uh, Max, you know, by the way, if you haven't noticed this, um, if you ever listen to you on a podcast, I swear to God, close your eyes and you sound like Matt Damon. Just, just do I really sound right like there. Matt Damon? Really? I do. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's just a random thing that came to my head as I was uh, researching you. Um, but so when you started out, um, when you're training at Adama's, uh, first thing you were like driving an hour and a half there every day from Canada. Is that right? Yeah, that's actually, that's cool. You know that, uh, I would drive from Canada every day, wake up, do comp training with Dante Leon, drive home, uh, get a lift in, then work my night job as a waiter, work till like 11, then go home. I mean, just go home, fucking fall asleep, wake up at 6am, do it all over again. I did that for a good year. And then I had some good success with that. 
And then it wasn't until COVID where I had to stop. So I had to like totally, uh, totally change my training because the border was closed and I couldn't train with Dante anymore. But I had learned how to train from him. Like he taught me how to train professionally. So I was still doing that just in Canada. And it wasn't until 2021 where I decided just to fly over here and be like, fuck it. I'm living in America because Canada was kind of destroyed. Not destroyed, but like you, you were still stuck. You couldn't train. Gyms are closed for way longer than America, dude. Like it was crazy, like two years longer. So like I'm going to America. But yeah, I was driving every day. Yeah, I was driving every day. That's I'm surprised you know that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, Florida was open. You you should have come to Florida. Oh, dude, I dude, I, I was like, I got to get to America somehow, dude. They were like, <laughs> it was crazy, bro. They're calling the cops on us just for training in a garage. It's fucking wild. Oof. Yeah, yeah we, we heard that story a lot from uh, Drew Weatherhead. I mean, he, he lost his gym. He, he eventually yeah. uh, immigrated here as well. Yeah, uh, he yeah. was a season three coach. Uh, all right, so. Obviously, a lot of dedication because because you, you were spending uh, six hours a day on the road because you you know go to that nine thirty comp class in the morning, uh, hour and a half there, hour and a half back work, come back and train. So I mean, six hours on the road that's insanity, man. Uh, yeah. What made you do that? Uh, honestly, man, I just had uh, I just always had a belief that as long as you can put like it was like it was kind of like I never wanted to think that other people were like someone was so much more exceptional than someone else that they were just going to be good at something. Right. And you couldn't do what they were able to do. I think like, if you put, if you really actually are honest with yourself and you're putting fucking a hundred percent of your time and people don't understand what that actually means, a hundred percent of your time, you don't have a life outside of this. You're whether it be jujitsu or let's say you wanted to be a pro gamer, you spent a hundred percent of your time in this one game. You spent a hundred percent of your time on chess. And I really mean a hundred percent of your fucking time. Not a lot of people actually dedicate that. You know, there's 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 little things in between where they're still wasting time. Like, dude, I'll train on Christmas and shit just because I know as long as I dedicate like all this time, like I know it's eventually gonna pay off and I'll eventually get to a level where I feel like I'm at I'm at this level now after like five years nonstop of doing it, dude. But you don't have anything outside of it like that. So I, I just had a drive in me to to really accomplish that and prove to myself that it can be done and shit. Because besides Dante's from my hometown, besides him, there's not really many athletes or anyone coming out of Windsor. So I wanted to convince myself that I could do it too. And he kind of basically built like a path I could follow and stuff. So I'm grateful for him for doing that. But for sure, I always just had a drive in me to do it, man. I can't really explain it. All right. So so go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I mean, so obviously you, you found your guy, uh, you know, Dante Leon uh, from your hometown. He used to come back occasionally for for you know different times during the year. Uh, yeah. He'd be in there, uh, I, I believe I heard that there was a picture of him uh, at the gym he trained at first. Yes, yes, man, that's crazy. You know that? I don't know how you fucking know that. That's good shit. But uh, yeah, he dude. There's like a 12 year old Dante bro on the wall, and the coaches there would be like, "Yeah, this kid's world champ." I like purple belt, brown belt. He's like one of the best from Canada. And I remember being like 16 and like, dude, I got to train with this guy one day. Like he's obviously really fucking good. And eventually I met him at like a, uh, he came during Christmas to train with us. Uh, just that open mats and shit. And dude, it was the first time I trained with someone. I like ran out of fucking techniques to use because I always try to be very technical. And I literally was like, I ran out of tax. I'm like, this guy downloaded my game. Like he was Majin Buu or something. So and literally that day I mentioned like, bro, can I come train with you? I got to come train. And he said, yeah, 100%. And so from then on, I would drive to Toledo like every day, dude, just to get that training. And it changed my game so fast. Like, I can't tell you how much better I got just from having someone able to, someone who's at that level, like teach me and everything, like how to train and how to get better and how to compete and how to, how to be professional. He's like very professional about it compared to like a lot of other jujitsu guys I see. They don't take it. They, they're, they rely on their natural talent more where Dante relies on like being professional, having a rigid schedule and like, not just, you know, fucking around, you know, like treating it like a professional athlete would treat it. That's man. That's insane. Dedication to, to, to me, you know, uh, I, you, you said something about, you know, uh, spending a hundred percent of your time doing something that you really like. And, and I felt like you were talking to me cause I I've slacked off, man. I've to be, you know, but I don't have the aspirations that you have though. 
you know, you you probably want to be in ADCC and all those big tournaments. I, I never had that. So, but you know, it doesn't have to be just with jujitsu. You can apply that with everything. Yeah, so you find what you find what you like, and if you really want to become good at it, you just apply a hundred percent of your time, your free time, to it. That's man, I f I felt like that one just slapped me. It's like you need to start doing that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's true. Things. I believe this one hundred percent, bro. I believe I quit jujitsu and I wanted to fucking do like a. I mean, I can't do basketball, bro. I'm like five eight, but like if I <laughs> if I wanted to do like let's say like I do like gaming a lot. If I told myself I'm gonna spend 100 percent of the time getting good at this game or that game, I think I could do it 100. percent Like I don't even have a doubt in my head about it. Maybe I'm wrong about it. Maybe I wouldn't be good, but just like I don't know. Like I just feel like if I dedicate that time, I will eventually be like. It's just a numbers game, bro. You know what I mean? Like it's a numbers game. You put the numbers in, it's gonna it has to fucking go your way. Matt time. Yeah. You just played it, right? With like you pointed out, you learned how to train. If you think about it, right? You know, obviously like playing League of Legends, right? You know, obviously you're not gonna be doing shrimps kind of thing, right? Or drilling a technique, but you still know you can maybe drill like a game plan, drill a character. I forgot what you're calling Oh dude, I would go ham with that yeah, shit. Exactly. Man. Yeah. So, you know, something you learn on the match, you kind of know, like, it's like the secret to life. If you think about it, I mean, you can write a book right now about it. Be like, this is how you succeed at life. Do the, you know, you could just change your jujitsu plan just to match anything else that's popular. Boom, dude. Like, that's the winning formula if you think about it. Yeah. There's a book called, uh, there's a book, man, it's by James Allen. Let me look it up real quick. I'm cheating. I forgot the name about it. <laughs> Game Town book. One sec. I'm going to pull it yeah, up okay. right now. Uh, As a Man Think It. Think it by James Allen. Really short book, but basically, basically, it's just like uh, he has like philosophical, inspirational books, and the whole thing is like a really short read. You can read it in like an hour. It's just basically like you can make your own reality with with everything that you're thinking in your head. Like even the tiniest little thoughts that go against what you want in that reality. It's it's like having a garden, right? And if you see those weeds, you have to like pick them out right away. And constantly like mold what you want to have in reality in, in your mind, right? And I think if you're doing that with anything too, you can find success with it. And it's not, but again, it's like it's like taking care of a garden, like he's saying in the book. Uh, like if you just even for a week you don't take care of it, shit starts to die, shit starts to go haywire, and things won't go your way. And I found that happened to me many times where I take even a week off of uh, having a rigid schedule or doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I feel like things start to go haywire. So, Max, uh, talking about your dedication to learning and training and to leveling up, uh, I think this is the appropriate time to uh, give a little quote from a training partner of yours. Okay. Uh, oh, a yeah. friend of the show and a PGF Oh, you talking about, yeah. Uh, about? What are you talking about, Wallo? I mean, do, do I have a source, perhaps, Sorry. that might know a little bit about this guy? Some of the trains <laughs> with him? So, uh, yeah. PGF Season 5 uh, veteran, uh Nicholas Creighton, the Minnesota oh, Mania. Yeah, I do love to be a that. friend of the show and a friend of ours as PGF Insiders. So I asked him about you uh, and, and a few of the things. So first thing he says is, uh, see, the thing you got to know about Max Hansen is that he levels up his skills faster than anybody else. <laughs> his cool. technique and capacity for improvement is second to none. What you see of Max today is nothing compared to what he is tomorrow and the next day. And Indeed. the next day. You just never want to bet against him because you never know how vastly he has improved since the last time you saw him. It's really incredible. I mean, that's 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 high praise. My man, Nick Creighton, dude. Oh, I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, yeah, dude, Nick's the man, dude. Fucking, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a. I don't want to be a cocky guy or anything, but I feel like if you're not changing your game like every six months completely, then you're messing up. If you're if you were a leg lock expert six months ago. And you come in, and that's all. And that's all you fucking did for your next tournament. Oh, you making a huge mistake, bro? Because you got pros watching you and studying your film. And if you're coming in with the same game, let's say you're good at inside heel hooks. Let's say you're good at like a, a few entries, and you kind of rely on that to win tournaments. You're never going to reach like ADCC gold. You're gonna have to have answers for everybody. So, I think what Nick's saying is like I kind of. I, I basically try to focus on like one thing every few months and try to add that to my game completely. Like last year, the beginning of last year, I was really focused on loose passing and Toriando passing. And I would say nowadays I do half guard passing, body locks, leg drags and stuff like this. I can still do that loose passing if I need to, but 
I don't know. I feel like you got to change your game constantly. I think what he, that's what he's saying. I think that's what I, I can do well. I think he's saying you're professional, my friend. He's saying you're professional. Yeah, professional. everything you're saying, everything you're saying is with guys that play in the NFL, NBA, MLB. This is all the things they're saying, right, whenever they're going into game week. You know, the way they talk about breaking down film, the way their schedule set up. You know, like the fact that, you know, well, even you're mentioning today, you're not preparing for a cop. So this is like your bye week of training, right? This is that rest week or rest day, I should say. Sorry. Yeah. Just look at that. You know, you're getting there to that level like that you're that you're aiming for. And it, it shows, again, not many of these guys that compete in jiu-jitsu, like you said, they don't take it that serious to kind of realize, why am I stuck here? But it's because, again, they're not treating it like a job or as a professional should. Yeah. It's a shame. something – is this mm-hmm. something that you figured out on your own or is he something? I learned this from Dante, Dante. 100%. This guy's the most professional dude out there, bro. It's actually, he's a little bit crazy. Like he's a little bit insane in the head because he's so rigid with everything, bro. Like he's not going to uh, fold to, like he does not give a fuck if you're tired or this or that. You got this going on. Like we have a schedule. You have to follow it. We have to follow the program. And as long as you follow that program, you will find success. Dude, this guy does not stray from it at all. I've seen it. This fucking diet, dude. His strength training, everything, man. So I, I fucking, it's it's been nice the past four or five years seeing that because you ha- you almost always have a guy there where you can't make an excuse where like I'm not gonna do this today. I'm not feeling it. Like if there is it's no almost, almost, right, it almost makes you feel guilty if you don't go. It's oh, like fuck, dude. Th- he's there and I'm not. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh man, like when I was driving in, from Canada, bro. Dude, it'd be like midnight. I'm tired as fuck. Work the job, train twice that day. And I get a message. I'd be like, I'm not going to fucking America anymore. It's too much. And I get a message from Dante at midnight. Just fucking you training question mark. I'm like, God damn it. I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it, dude. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad, bro. Awesome. It pushed me, man. It pushed me to get a lot better. So do you have like a like a you know strength and conditioning regimen to just like he does, or or are you more yeah. relaxed when it comes to that? We all follow Westside Barbell's program, so we're lucky enough to have them pretty close by in Columbus, Ohio. Dude, they're strongest guys in the fucking world. So yep, uh, I felt the huge strength difference. Yeah, rip, rip, man, rip. Salute to him. Uh, it's fucking awesome just being in that gym, just because I, bro, I was never super into lifting before. Being in Ohio and now going to Westside and getting to be a part of it, seeing how seriously they take it, it's awesome. It's like they treat lift. That's what they do, bro. They spend all their time lifting, and that's why they're the fucking best at. They spend all their time studying it, how to recover, how to do it. They're constantly changing and evolving. Like that's what I love, man. They're they're, they're constantly looking to be the best version of uh, what their mastery is in. Man, I feel like such a piece of shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> No, I mean, dude, it's pretty cool even right just to hear this you know again i'm a i'm a huge fan of barbell sports so it's also just you know cool to see this cross right that you you know you got dante you got the guys at west side so you have multiple avenues kind of reinforcing what the path to success looks like and you know really it really is all up to you you know i'm not saying that you have to be super disciplined or anything but like you mentioned you have to have some sort of predefined parameters that you're gonna follow and dude like it's super cool to hear you, you know, just, just say this. Cause yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, write this out in my brain. I'm like, man, I want to be like Max. I'm older than you, but like, I want to be like Max. Damn. Man, I want to do all this cool shit, man. I'm like, dude, that's that's so awesome. You're not skilled be. enough to be okay. like Max. So my skills is back on Instagram. It's true. But anyways, <laughs> there's something like uh, there's something like Dante and our the gym owner Kelly. He's helped me a lot too. He's kind of like a like a mind mentor. Uh, He's helped me a lot with like the psychological part of it. And they've also said like the thing about, I think it was like, this is, I might mess this up, but the quote was like, the thing about being like a high level athlete, nobody tells you is that you have to have like a body of a 20 year old, but like the mind of like a 50 year old, you got to actually be wise. You can't make, cause you can just be so physically talented and do very well. But if you're not taking care of everything else outside of that and not being like wise with shit, dude, you'll make some mistakes that'll fuck your career up in the long run. And I've kind of seen that happen. So I'm kind of trying to like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn as much as I can. Cause I feel like I'm surrounded by all these guys who are so smart and they do like, they're so disciplined and stuff that I always have to play catch up with it. Yeah. Bro, like you, you sound so wise. Like bro, like at 20 years old, they're renting cars to you. That's how wise you sound, man. Like, you know, bro, I'm, I'm 48 going on 13. 
Bro, yeah, my my brain hasn't developed <laughs> yet. Yours already did like a long time ago. My Shit. frontal lobes are not fully developed whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, boys. I appreciate it. Man, that's why it's beyond your years for right. sure. Yeah, dude, I'm getting like I I'm mean, just absorbing this, dude. This is like a <laughs> one of those seminars for how to master your life with Max Hansen. That's what I feel like I walked into. Bro, I'm, I'm, Damn, I'm, I'm thinking right now. It's in my head. You have to do this. You have to do this. Bro, I'm reading a this. book tonight. Or tomorrow, but at some point, I'm reading this book. Dude, you should read as a man think it, bro. That's an hour. You read that an hour to help you out, bro. Max, uh, I just, I just uh, picked it up on Audible, man. I'll listen to it tomorrow. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, you, you'll like it, bro. It's a really good read. Thank you. I'm gonna do Audible too because I can't read. Oh yeah, don't worry. The audiobooks are all good, man. What does Audio. I say up there? <laughs> I'm just gonna get the the audible too, but yeah, for sure, man. Like I, I'm I'm listening to you, and I'm like, man, this is this is stuff that you know people have been telling me for years, and and, and I'm like, eh, whatever, you know, I'll I'll do my own shit. And now it, yeah. now it's just sinking in because you're so I don't know if because he's you're so young or whatever, but it, it's just like God, I'm just wasting my fucking time, bro. He's like the Canadian Yoda, like honestly. <laughs> 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 Oh fuck! Go. I didn't mean to send you guys into a midlife crisis. This podcast. Oh, that was not oh, the no, this is this a midlife, midlife crisis. crisis. This, this is our midlife crisis. <laughs> My oh, third fuck, eye is open. There's like a glass, like you know, I got a little. Oh, I got a little heart there. Really like, <laughs> oh, third yeah. eye. I need to see with my third All eye right, right now. Well, we're off the rails as usual. Yeah. So going back to beginning of your jujitsu journey, you wanted to be Ang from. You know, Avatar. Yeah, and fucking do, badass. Do, do a little Bagua, very nice. Uh, so, you know, but but first you did MMA, right? Yeah, I had. Uh, I was sorry. You go ahead. My fault. No, no, that's what I'm asking you, man. Yeah, yeah. What was your first, uh, you know, combat mar- martial arts action going on? So yeah, I wanted to originally do MMA just because, uh, dude, I loved MMA. I was a huge Conor McGregor fan, and I liked that. Uh, like I remember being a like a teenager and going on his ufc.com profile everyone had like specialties and it'd be like boxing specialty grapplings boxing or specialty wrestling and then you go on mcgregor's fucking profile and be like specialty it sounds cheesy at the time but it it is like especially my belief and i fucking vibe with that really hard like just having an unstoppable belief in yourself and i was like dude this guy's a badass i want to be like this I want to like make my own life, not have to like work a regular job, just fucking enjoy what I enjoy my life doing something that's like kind of dangerous, risky, like kind of like, I don't know, like you're going out there and it's a huge risk to do jujitsu or MMA. So that's what really attracted me to it. Like it felt like it was a life worth living. So I had like two fights. I finished both fights in under a minute, but I ended up just doing jujitsu because I felt like after meeting Dante and I seen how professional it was and I had placed at Worlds that year. I was like, I think I can do jujitsu, and I I don't want to get CTE. Like, honestly, the sparring was crazy, bro. I wanted to keep my head like fucking not fucked up, you know. Smart. Yeah, you want to sound like a like a fifty year old that's wise, not a fifty year old that got dinged up a few times. Smart. Yeah, dude, I would see thirty year olds in my in the gym with CTE, like they couldn't talk, like they'd be like, I'm like, oh my god, dude, like I don't want to be like that, so. If I wasn't good at jujitsu, I mean, I would be, I'd be doing MMA for sure. But I feel like I'm, I'm good enough to make a living, and now for sure I am. So, I mean, heck, you, you start you, at you fifteen. Talking to, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say you start at fifteen. When, when do you start competing? You know, for, for like money. You know, when, when are you entering money tournaments? Uh, dude, honestly, I didn't really start making money until last year. I basically, I won a Sapatero two grand tournament. And then I won a Midwest finishers $2,500 tournament. And then I won like this. It was, it was like called don't tap championship, $2,000 tournament, like another two weeks after. Then I won another Sapatero two grand tournament. So I would, rit- and then what else did I win? Yeah. I was winning a bunch of these cash prize tournaments, basically a thousand dollar absolute tournament, thousand dollar geek tournament here. So I did, dude, I did like so many of these cash brackets last year. I finally had some money saved up uh, where I wasn't just fucking, you know, getting overdrafted here and shit like just getting fucked here you know what i mean like yeah just barely just barely yes, getting by I while know. i'm in america and shit because while i'm being in america i can only make money certain ways with my visa i can only make it from like jujitsu basically so yep. i couldn't just get a job here you're not allowed so it wasn't until last year that i'm making money and honestly after this 10 grand tournament i feel like i got 
some breathing room finally now, which is very nice to have, honestly. Because, I mean, as you guys know, this is why I think PGF is sick. Because you guys are making sure, basically, everyone's getting something here. Like, a lot of athletes in jiu-jitsu do not make a lot of money. I feel for them because they put a lot of their life into it. Like, some dudes sleeping on mats every day. Some dudes don't even have homes, and they're, they're very, very talented. It's like, so it's cool to see that you guys are fucking making something where it, it grows the sport financially for sure. And so I'm going uh, stu- to ask you a stupid question. Was that a big motivator for trying to do the PGF? Or did uh, you know about the PGF already? I already knew. I honestly, after I saw Nick do it, I was like, this shit's actually pretty cool. I liked how the the format was run. I just, it seemed like they're, it just seemed like all the competitors were having a great time on it, regardless of the outcome of their matches too. I just, and Nick had seemed like he had an awesome time and the amount of matches. I hate going, I hate flying out for one match, bro. I don't want to sit in, on a plane four hours there, four hours back, fight once. Maybe I finish it in a minute. Maybe I get tapped out in a minute and then I fucking leave. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I, I like that I have to get to fight so many matches. That's something I really like doing is, I like fighting, bro. Honestly, I love doing the matches for real. So having so many, I'm like, that's sick. You get a lot of chances to showcase your jujitsu, you know? Well, you'll get at least a minimum of 12. Yeah, yeah. dude. So question for you, uh, Max. So you said, did you stop football at 15 or did you kind of continue that through? Uh, I'm assuming Canada's high school football. You guys got a, your own football league, so I'm assuming it's the same. You mean soccer, bro. No, so, no, so uh, <laughs> no, he, means he lived football. in yeah, we lived in Windsor. It was right across from Detroit. So the football I played was American football rules. Oh, American rules? Nice. Yeah, we actually had games against American teams and shit. Sometimes we won. Usually we got starched because Americans are fucking nuts in football. See, y'all are making rules, man. I was so small, bro. Like, these guys are massive. Football's hard, bro. Fucking football's harder than MMA. I'll tell you that much, dude. It's fucked up. You guys ever, anyone here play football? They ever do the drill where they fucking just put. Two Oklahoma. people, yeah, just two people. Oklahoma. They just have them run at each other, bro. Yep. And then they put the biggest guy, and then they get the little fucking run of the team, and they're like, "Yeah, run at each other." They know what's gonna happen. <laughs> fucking severe concussion, and they're like, "Yeah, let's do it. This is great." I don't know, bro. I, man. You, yeah, I, I got slapped so. in the face now, dude. I ha- so. I'm a big guy. These guys know I'm, I'm a fat ass dude. That was 300 pounds in high school. So my <laughs> when I played football the first year, I tried. Oklahoma drills. So, like you said, you know, it's always the smaller guy or a small guy against a big guy. Somehow, I was the small guy. Yeah, like, America's nuts, dude, bro. He was like six six, dude. This, this guy was like pushing four. No, he's like six seven, pushing four hundred pounds. And they're like, "Hey, you you can run faster than him." He's a big boy. I'm like, "What? No, no." So yeah. I went. The guy hit me so hard in the chest. I got whiplash. I got my first concussion, man. Like, yeah, dude. After that, I was like, "Ah, I'm good." I'm yeah. Good this one, you know, that's Football is nuts. I remember getting hit with the blindside block oh. by some giant fucking fullback, bro. And I just woke up. Dudes were lined up 30 yards on the field. They're like, come on, Max, next play. And I'm like, all right, just fucking go. Dude, concussed out of my brain. Just had me in the rest of the fucking series, bro. I was knocked oh, the fuck man. out. But that's that was that's fucking football, bro. It's, yeah. That's a tough sport, dude. That is a tough sport. Yep. I got to so, say it. Uh, much love to my right. boy playing at St. Olaf. I wore his so uh, he plays college ball. I played high school, but uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Football well, stuff. Okay, Al Bundy. Right, hey, no, it's a quick, I didn't say I, I didn't say I scored four <laughs> touchdowns in one game. Yeah. I didn't say that. I'm just saying, you know, hey, you brought it up, not me. Uh, uh, so it's okay, man. You know, out of curiosity, right? You know, having that football background, though, does the team aspect of the PGF sound kind of like you know exciting? Since it's not a standard thing we see in jujitsu, aside from like the occasional quintet format. I think team things are always fun because you have like it's fun to see how the athletes will interact. I did that Sapatero one not uh, too long ago, so I met some cool people. It's cool I get to meet other athletes, and you know, all of a sudden you're competitors one day, and now you have to work as a team. So it's kind of weird how the dynamic changes. Uh, yeah, I think it does bring an excitement because the different matchups that can happen for sure changes a lot, especially with the weight differences and stuff. It makes it really interesting how things play out. Yo, it's about about teams. about to do a, a tournament too, about a hundred grand. Are are you trying to qualify for that too? Yeah, I compete next week, uh, March 9th. That'll be uh, yeah, I'm competing. For, yeah, I'm competing for that, dude. Nice. So that's that's one of the qualifiers, right? Yeah, there's two guys okay. I want to fight in there. Dominic Mia, Mia, 
something like that. And fucking Gavin Corby. I've beaten Gavin in the past, but it was in overtime, so I, I would like to beat him in regulation this time. Sounds like Gavin's going to get beat again. <laughs> He's good, bro. <laughs> I have all respect for him. the Corbys, bro. Corbys are tough. Yeah, for sure. Mickey, what, what were you asking? I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, that was what? egg. That was egg. Oh, my bad. My bad, egg. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I mean, let's just go back to the PGF for a second. I mean, obviously, you talked about sure, that. Sure, dad. <laughs> how, how dare I bring us back on topic? Yeah, okay. I know. He, 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 he's good for the show because he you keeps know, If we had track. like a UFC breakdown, that would be his specialty, keeping us on track and not off the rails. That'd be egg's specialty right there. <laughs> I'm right, sorry. So I do what go I ahead. can, brother. I do what I can. All right. Yeah, so. <laughs> talking about the pgf you talk about how everyone has fun which is amazing the team aspect uh but obviously pgf world season six we have an embarrassment of riches as far as coaches i mean we we got you know haja gracie yeah Diego machado andre gaval uh, eddie bravo man i mean insanity people we they're they're just legends uh you know get given those options who who, who would you want to play for honestly Man, if I, I just from like a I want to win standpoint, or yeah. I want to this guy's I mean, everybody yeah, wants man. to win, What's, yeah, yeah whatever, goal, whatever's man. in I mean, your heart. Saying. Who's that one, right? Like, because you know, the two, okay, so I, I think it's between if I'm if I'm going in there, it's not just I want to hang out with this guy, I want to win. The two guys for sure will be Andre Galval and Hadra Gracie. Andre runs a very successful team. I know he knows how to coach. I know how he knows how to corner. He knows how to get things done 100%. He showed that time and time again with all the athletes he produces. Hodger is one of – he's like the go to jiu-jitsu. So, of course, I believe he's going to bring – I'm going to learn a lot from him, from just getting to interact with him and talk with him and see how he sees jiu-jitsu. So, one of those two guys for sure would be really cool to be on their team just because they take it in a very professional way, which I respect a lot. It's kind of funny that you say that because we were talking to Kevin Buring last week and uh, in the conversation, uh, our other co-host, Stephen, the dream making, uh, he pretty much said the same thing you did. Some people will choose uh, Andre because Andre's Andre and he's he knows how to win. And then Egg pointed out, Egg, what was it, 120 schools worldwide or something like that? Uh, so every one of the coaches right now is worldwide yeah all of them I, I mean you know eddie has more than 100 affiliates you know worldwide uh andre gaval has i think 70 in the 70s i think again still worldwide okay. he machado again still worldwide Hodge gracie the goat i'm not sure about you know the numbers for him uh but as you said max the goat uh i mean uh but other things to the point the point that you're making that i think a lot of people are bringing up is that not only is andre gaval uh, you know, and I pointed out in my coach's article, not only was he, you know, super champion, he is a coach of champions, as you pointed out, uh, putting, you know, the, the man in the corner, the guy that's, that's like built the team autos, uh, that's legit. Uh, and, that, and that's a, uh, that's a smart call by you. Yeah. That, yeah. I think it's just, I mean, if you're just going by the facts, that's it. It's cool to hang out with Eddie. I hung out with him one time, uh, after doing one of his events, we're eating Whataburger me, Mike Beltran, and Eddie, and he was going off about conspiracies nonstop, bro. He's just, he, bro, even, he's like that even more in real person. I don't know if you guys met this dude in person. I'm sure you have, bro. Yeah, it's nuts, bro. It's crazy. This is real. It was an hour straight. It was an hour straight, bro. Mike Beltran and I couldn't get a word in, so we had to fucking just dip after eating. (laughs) So I don't know if it'll be, I'm sure, dude, the guy has a lot of connections and all this and could teach me a lot about jiu-jitsu. But strategy-wise, I want to go with Galvao Roger, for sure. Like like you mentioned, right, you know, what's impressive about Galvao, too, is like, you know, how often do we think about there's guys that coach and they try to compete. And, you know, it's not that it's impossible, but it's tough to balance, right? The needs of your athletes and your needs. The fact that Andre's done it, you know, he's produced guys like the Lucas Barboza. I believe also the Rotolo twins are with Andre now, right? At Autos? Yeah. Yep. I think they've been with him for a long time. Yeah. Yep. Since they're growing up, they grew up with him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. AOJ is part of Autos, I believe. So, you know, how yeah, AOJ, Kynan, dude, all these guys, oh, all the best guys. He's like, another one. That's wild, man. I mean, just just to you know, be maybe be a dissenting opinion. Uh, I mean, obviously, Eddie is you know somewhat of a mad scientist of jujitsu. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, you gotta think 
you got one week and, and, and you know, take it either way. Uh, one week with these, these, these gentlemen. Uh, and if you get, if Eddie can find something for you that tweaks your game just a little bit in that one week, uh, that makes you 10% better, man, how much is that worth? Yeah, okay. it's in, a, in my, a what a burger burger. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Maybe I was just going to say, honestly, like anything, I'm going to try to learn from all these coaches. They're all going to be there. And I'm going to try to pick all their uh, brains for sure. We got a comment from our other PGF insider. What up, Alex? What up, Alex? He said, uh, Retalos went from AOJ to Autos. Yep. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. In the younger years, they were with uh, AOJ. The AOJ, dude, they produce killers of young age kids. And eventually, I believe they migrate over to Autos once they're, you know, that adult competition age. (laughs) Yeah. So, so Alex actually brings up a great point about the, uh, about the teams and it's part of what Max was talking about before about how, how my, all the all the teams have so much fun all the competitors have fun uh, starting in season five uh, all the teams were put in separate Airbnbs uh, so whatever team you're on you're going to be an Airbnb with all your teammates I mean you, obviously you choose to you know sleep wherever the heck you want uh, but but the PGF will provide you an Airbnb spot with them and I think that's a great opportunity for bonding for talking about game uh, you know, for going over matches and, and, you know, both, both, you know, learning for what you've done the day of and, and what's going to happen before. What do you think about that, Max? Uh, I think it is cool. I remember sharing the Airbnb with the guys with the quintet and it was nice because we could game plan and stuff. Uh, for me, when I'm, I mean, I like to just kind of stick, I like to, I'm a pretty quiet guy in person. Like, uh, so I, I'm not going to be trying to, uh, be, I'm not. I don't want to make it a a social thing because it's a hundred thousand dollars. You know, I have a potential to win, go home with about twenty grand. So I'm not there to fuck around or to fucking socialize. So I, I hope my teammates feel the same way out there. They're not the party. If they are, I don't know why they're competing. But uh, yeah, so I'm there. I'm there for sure to win. So I'm not going to be like. I don't want it to. Be, I just don't want it to be a distraction. So I'm just going to try to keep to myself, take it professionally and learn as much as I can from the guys who are in the house. And not, not to correct you, but I mean, you have an opportunity to get 40 grand brother uh, because oh, the, yeah, the yeah, winning yeah. team has a hundred grand. It goes to the, the, the winning team for the season. So yeah. the first four days, your 12 matches each, you know, the team that wins that hundred grand is split amongst uh, the five uh, team members, but then the top eight, which, Hey, uh, you're a contender, man. You're a serious contender for that top eight uh, going in. Uh, they the top eight go to that finale that's going to be on Friday evening, uh, that single elimination tournament, and that the winner of that gets another twenty grand. Uh, so, brother, you'd be walking out here with forty grand, possibly. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's serious money, bro. Like it's life changing money. So I don't know. I just don't want to be in there. I don't want to be in there like being silly and shit. Like I'm there to fucking honestly. I'm going to win, bro. Like that's my mindset. If I if I'm not going to win, I don't even know why I'm there. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. I fucking love this. <laughs> that means that means he's gonna push the action. I mean, I've been watching your matches and shit, but man, you 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 push it. So I love it. I I love the fact that you're in, and and I love the fact that yeah, some people are saying you're you're possibly one of those guys who could be there at the end. Yeah, so. I, I think my overtime because every match is for the for the fi- for the playoffs goes to overtime, correct? If it yes. does no commission. Yeah. So like I'm pretty confident in my overtime game. Uh so I just wanna see I don't know. I think I can break some people, bro. Like a lot of these guys get tired when they fight me. So I think they I think they're gonna be tired once they hit the overtime rounds with me one hundred percent. Not that I, I wanna watching. get there because I do wanna I do wanna fucking fight as much as I can. I do want to avoid overtime because Dude, sometimes you can lose some matches you shouldn't lose like that way. So you kinda wanna fight like hell to avoid that. But if it goes there, I'm confident. Sorry, what are you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say, you know, I was watching you with uh, what's his name, Ta- Ta- Tavalero or Tavalaro, uh, one of the said Tavalero. Yeah, I, bro, I was, I got tired just, just because you were so relentless trying to pass his guard. I, I, I was like, yeah, I'm. This guy's just gonna be pushing the action all the time. I mean, yeah, I, I think against. It was like, oh, sorry. It was like Go two ahead. or three minutes of you just. Trying to pass his car and, and you fucking passed it. I was like, fuck yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. I think some guys will fucking, I mean, for example, man, I don't want to, 
I don't want to get. I'll do I'm it. Gonna, do I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name names for it, bro. Dude, some people, dude, they stay on the outside. They fucking just barely do enough not to get stolen calls. And they play this advantage game. And it's, dude, it, the only way to pass someone's guard who's actually flexible and good at jujitsu is to get them tired. If you have someone who's extremely flexible, you're not passing their fucking guard if they're fresh. Try to go into side control and pin somebody who's a uh, freshman, who's, who's an actual, like, high-level black belt. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it's not happening. So you have to stay on them the whole time. And these guys who I see, dude, they'll waste, they'll waste time fucking wrestling. There'll be guys like I seen some dudes at PGF. It would be four minutes. A, a like a, most of the matches were very good, but sometimes when I see anyone doing sub only, you got two guys standing up wrestling for more than a fucking minute is the biggest waste of time in my opinion. You cannot submit somebody if you're both in the standing position. The only submission that could happen is a fucking standing guillotine which hopefully wouldn't work against a good competitor. If it does, that's kind of wild. But, like, you cannot get a submission. Well, you have to get a grounded opponent to get a submission. That's the only way. So, I don't know, man. Some of these guys, dude, they kind of fucking, they got to get in there. They got to be, you got to be touching each other. Jiu-jitsu, bro. Got to be contacted with each other, man. So, uh, one thing that's, we actually have an anti-stalling rule set, uh, putting into the system. Uh, That's not going to happen, bro. I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying like, you know, uh, to keep people from running away from Max. Uh, so uh, if you look at pgf.world, uh, uh, you can look at the rules. They're actually, they're up there. Uh, right. But as we saw in the qualifier yesterday, uh, if, if it's 20 seconds standing up and, and nothing's happening, there will be a flag thrown. A flag, a literal flag will be thrown. Good. That's good. This will be blown. And whoever is not pushing the action will be in the bottom of uh, referee position. Because like the dude, the stand up a waste. It's a waste of time, bro. Like, like everyone knows it. It's like if you're not good enough to pull guard, uh, you're fucking up, bro. What the hell? You can only play on top. You think you're gonna be a world champion? Can only play on top. It doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Like when I watch Nick and and Jabroni compete, uh, not against each other, but against other people, did a bunch of people were trying to stall against both of them, and it just it was annoying to watch. It's just like seeing guys circle and back up. It's like. Dude, let's get on with it, bro. Let's get on with it. At least take a risk. Get in there. I would rather get tapped than be fucking stalling. Honest to God. The shit is. You just hype me up, bro. You just pump me up hearing you say that because not many people, you know, before the mindset was before it's like, oh, you know, you got to take down your opponent, which I get it. There's times, but at the same time, like, like you're saying, if you can't get someone starting from pull guard, like, are you really that good? Or are you really at that level? Yes. You can't play on the bottom. You're fucking up. Like you're not going to be one of the best. You're kidding yourself and you're relying on niches and, and uh, te- like cheating certain rule sets to basically win. And it's like, then you're getting away from what the support's supposed to be about. And that's submitting your opponent. How, have you seen the other guys that are already in? What yeah. There's seen? some, there's some guys I, w- I really want to fight. Davis Asari is a monster. He was in the 10 K bracket. I just did, but he lost to Taza. I did want to fight Davis, but I'm glad I got the rematch against Taza. But uh, Davis, I definitely want to fight. I want to fight. Uh, I definitely want to fight Andy Varela because, dude, that guy's exciting for sure. Uh, man, who else? Honestly, I've trained a lot with Jabroni. He's pretty skilled. Kevin Buring, I have a lot of respect from him. He beat me in overtime last year. Bro, this kid is good for sure. 100%. So I would like to fight him 100%. Unless we're on the same team, that'd be dope because I know those two guys are killers. So if we're all on the same team, that'd be dope. But if we're not on the same team, I would like to have matches with them because I have a lot of respect for their game. They definitely try to go for the submission. They're not stalling, so I do respect that a lot. Hell, imagine that. I mean, if you're on their team, you know, they're PGF bets. So they they, they know the little tricks. That'd be sad, bro. That'd be sad. You know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So part of that, what Wall was talking about, have you been talking to, to Nick, the Minnesota maniac, about the PGF strategy, et cetera? Uh, it's not so. No, I haven't asked him about strategy just because I know it's a it's a short amount of time. So I'm going to have to push the pace. I'm going to have to be going from top to bottom. I can't be fucking around really and wasting time thinking about guard pass or anything. Kind of be I got to be taking more risks as well, for sure. So uh, I don't. I just don't want to be catching myself like being worried about like passing the guard over like getting a submission i think i need to like mix those two together like falling down to bottom position to try to get some message and shit like that 
I mean, you, you got already. The, the key is not getting draws. Because yeah. a draw is a loss. You, you, you got 12 shots to earn points. Anytime you're not walking away with points, it's a loss. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I think you have the right mindset. 100%. 100%. So just, uh, I mean, I, I've seen you with, with, with the name of, uh, obviously, you're from, uh, you know, Dante Leon's Adama, Adama's Gym in Toledo, Ohio. But yep. then I see Pedigo by your name as well. Can you explain that? I'm, I'm, I'm oh, we're just, uh, they're, we're their affiliate, right? Uh, they, oh, they're yeah. like the head of the association, and we're like under them. You know what I'm saying? So Adama's is like our gym. It's like Dante's okay. spot. Yeah. Got it. Tracking. All right. So go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Wally, it's you. No, because I was just going to, I was going to ask him about the West Coast trials. I was going to ask him if he was going. I could probably ask him something about the PGF. Yeah, dude, I'm going to West Coast trials. I'm going to fucking win that shit. (laughs) Like, hell yeah. I really want to fight. Dude, there's some guys I want to, dude, if I can fight Andrew Tackett on this, that would be sick. There's a lot of good guys, bro. I'm feeling ready for trials. It's going to be, it's going to be a good experience, bro. I'm ready for that shit. Man, I, I I want your confidence. Damn it. Well, bro, if I lose, dude, literally two weeks ago, think about this, man. Two weeks ago, I did who's number one. I got starched in fucking 60 seconds against Daniel Sather, flying arm guard me. If it didn't happen to me, I would have said that submission's fucking dope. And then two weeks later, I can I, I can win a $10,000 tournament and beat a world champion, Johnny Tama, trials winner and skinner, and 80, multiple-time ADCC veteran and Taza. So to me, uh, it's not really a confidence thing. It's just I've probably lost in the most embarrassing ways possible over the past five years, and I've had some of the best wins possible over the past five years. So, yeah, I don't care. Like, honestly, I don't care if I lose at this point. I'm just – there's nothing to lose for me. I get to do jiu-jitsu for a winning. It's a win-win situation for me. Bro, there's so many man. good clips. Bro, there's so many good clips out of this interview, dude. Like, I don't think you get it. <laughs> Oh, right. this is not an interview. We're just chatting. Damn. We're just chatting. Shoot, shoot, yeah. shoot, just out of our talk with you, man. Like, there's so many things, like so many quotes, man. Like for me over here, like, you know, you're speaking to my soul. Turner Wallace said to you, you're speaking some truth to him. Bro. Like I'm over here, man, trying to compete after the first time in since the pandemic. And I'm just like, man, what if I get wrist locked in one minute? But fuck it, right? Like, just nobody cares, there. bro. Like, exactly, <laughs> right, dude. You're speaking to me now, man. I'm signing up for this shit. The moment I, I, I have to, I have to get that 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 way of thinking again, because. Right now, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, I'm trying to get my body right so I can go to jujitsu. It's like, fuck it, just go to jujitsu. Get your body right in jujitsu. Man, I want to exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's true facts, bro. That's true facts. You get to get I'm you pumped. in shape. I'm, I'm pumped because, like, uh, obviously, Team Adamas, uh, as you said, you're, you're, you guys are all just freaking professionals. Uh, you know, a uh, little trivia fact: you'll be the the third Adamas uh, team member to be in the PGF. Uh, right. Season one, season Nilo. one, Nilo the Truth. Burger yeah, Nilo. sir. Team oh, it's Nilo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nilo. Nilo. Uh, I thought he was in Memphis. No, he moved to Ohio for like uh, three years, four years, and he just moved back to Memphis, bro. He like literally last okay. month. It's oh, sad. Wow. Oh, right. I'm gonna miss him, but uh, he's the man, bro. I'm gonna miss that guy, but he was a great training partner when he was here. He's a great roommate. So shout out to Nilo for sure. Dude, cra- oh, crazy cardio. That, that guy was yeah. like doing calisthenics like the whole four hours of the PGF every Friday. <laughs> you just see him in the corner. He's doing jumping jacks or doing freaking, you know, burpees or something. It was crazy. Yeah, he um, don't stop know. moving, dude. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, obviously, great practitioner, uh, great jujitsu. And then obviously, as we said, Nick Creighton, uh, the Minnesota maniac, uh, moved from Minnesota to Toledo, trained with you guys. Uh, excited to see him. Um, yeah. He doesn't quite remember – because I I heard I heard the story about when he first got there and the, a little bit of the challenge. You want to share that with uh, uh, the other gentleman here about uh, what Nick said he was going to do when he first got to Adamas. Let's hear it. Oh no no you you said that he, he put gave you a bit of a challenge right? Oh I did. Oh no he challenged you right? Oh uh, yeah I guess I don't know if I want to air that out. <laughs> No, he just basically uh, – no, I don't want to air that out. No, let's keep let's, – no, I don't want to talk Yo, Egg, right now, dude, he has your social number and all that. He has your blood. He has everything. Dude, dude, bro, dude, you know, he, he, yeah. he's, he's got your Did social Did Nick tell you about this? Did Nick tell you about it? No, I, I listened to your podcast. Uh, yeah, with, with dude, our, Egg our, does our his friends. research. 
And and then I actually asked Nick about it, and he says, "Well, he doesn't. You know, I guess you use it to pump you up, but he doesn't remember." Exactly. Oh yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll share it then. All right. So basically, <laughs> fucking. All right. He like showed up, and Kelly was asking, like, "So what are your goals in the gym in the next year, or whatever?" Uh, and I was sitting right across from him. So we had already had a match, Nick and I, and I had won the match. It was dude, it was a sick match, super hard. He almost broke my fucking leg. It was super back and forth. But uh, anyways, he he moved down, trained with us after he had lost to Brad as well, another one of my teammates. And he told Kelly, he's like, oh, my goal is to be like the second best grappler in the gym by the end of the year. He means like second behind Dante. And I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, this guy thinks he's going to be better than me in a year. So every day, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm pretty motivated by spite. I can be, I remember shit people said to me 10 years ago, and I will <laughs> remember it to this day and use it as fucking fuel to get good at shit. And so when he said that every day I went to the training, I would remind myself of it and dude, I would start doing extra sessions and shit and extra starting sessions just to spite him and fucking make sure he couldn't get better. Than me. It actually made me a lot better though. Like I actually improved yeah. really, really quickly from doing it from that. And he's listen, bro, this guy's my close friend. I'm not talking shit. It was, it's just a competitive thing. It was just a competitive yeah, yeah. thing. I'm like not letting this guy get better than me. He's a close friend now, but back then he was like, fuck that guy. I'm going to show him. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's basically what it was. Yeah. No, it's Spice, funny you say that. Spice that they, they were, but, sometimes. No, no, because like he, he actually, that's kind of what he said too. It's like, you know what? He, he said, laugh out loud. That's a funny story because perspective, perspectives, because like he asked what his goals were and like, oh, he wants to be a great instructor and a positive impact on people's lives through the shared love and community jujitsu. Uh, but the co-owner is like, no, nah, no, nah, what, what's your competitive goals? And so he just came up with something spicy randomly off the top of his head, just like kind of some nonsense. Yeah. Uh, and then he completely forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. Max yeah, did not dude. forget about it. No, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, bro. I remember a lot of things people say to me. Literally, bro, some shit from grade school, you know? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll remember that. <laughs> I, I will remember that. Maybe it's not – Nick tells me it's not healthy. He tells me, he's like, bro, that's not healthy. Like, <laughs> it's not good for your mental health, but, I don't know. It helps me train, bro. I'll fucking, I'll remember what like Billy from grade two said to me and shit just to go to training for sure. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. That's <laughs> well, well on, on a healthier note, uh, he, he does say that you have a true passion for teaching the kids class and, and that your guys, kids program uh, has, has really blossomed because the, you, all the care and intention you've given to it. Uh, and so he just, he wants, he wanted to give you kudos for that. Um, yeah, so we do. I do appreciate that. Uh, I mean, if you go on smooth comp uh, in their respective weight classes and ranks, uh, I have some kids who are in the top three. One of them is number one. A girl is number two. I don't know if I should state their names on the podcast because I don't want – they're pretty young, so I don't want to like – you know. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're, they're, they're very skilled, bro. They're like they, they compete. They just competed this weekend. They all won their matches. Like nice. submit like the, and they're gonna do the Arnold's tomorrow as well. So nice. expect them to do very well as, uh, with that. And honestly, bro, after I'm done jujitsu, I think I'll find much more satisfaction in teaching kids jujitsu than everyday competing. Just because when you see like a kid, dude, when you see a kid with no confidence come in, like I, I never thought I'd like it, but when you see a kid no confidence come in, and then after a year they're a completely different human. They love life and they love jujitsu and they have confidence. You're like, dude, how many, you know? Like think about think about a grade school teacher you have for one year who will change your life, right? A lot of people would have a grade school teacher, that one teacher. For I always think about this, like when I go and teach these kids, I'm not just there for one year, bro. I could know these kids for a decade. So every day I go in there, I just I, mean, I gotta tell myself like I can't be unfair to them. I gotta bring my best because bro, they're gonna know me so long. Even one bad day, a kid will remember this for a long time. You could change them if you have one bad day with them. So it's I think it's a privilege to get to teach them and shit like that, man. 100%. Bro, you gotta be careful. You might be training the next Max, and you say something like, "Oh, what are those?" When they're wearing some yeah. ugly shoes, and they're never gonna forget that. They're like, "I'm gonna get Max one day, right?" You know. So, yeah. <laughs> no, kids will uh, do. They do. They will remember 100, percent dude. 100%. It's also inspiring to hear that, man. Because, like, like you mentioned, you know, some people just kind of they just think, "Oh, it's just a kids' class," but no, it's a little bit more than that. You know, you know, you could also be making your future training partners there. Or you could yeah, also be setting up a kid for success, like you said. Maybe they don't have confidence. They might be getting bullied or whatever. And, Dude, you taught that kid something that, like, while it was a small lesson in jujitsu, 
you taught them something that's going to make me maybe make them stand up to the bully, make them speak out or just do better in life. Right, dude, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, 100 percent, man. I, I know I'll have more satisfaction. Doing, I love competing, bro. Competing is like the thing I love the most in the world. But even then, I don't think it'll match up to just I know oh, I can do a lot of good things once I'm a little bit older and dedicate myself to coaching full time. So is that yeah, the that's goal, awesome to hear, you man. know, ADCC, PGF, and then I want to compete until I'm like 35 and then coach full time, 100. Nice. If I can make it to 35, that'd be great. I mean, that's beautiful. I mean, that, you get some like serious yeah, yeah, Mr. Mean, Holland's Opus stuff going on, like changing people's lives. I mean, that's that's honestly that there's nothing to say but beautiful. I mean, that, that, yep. that that's so like that's you said, so mature that you're there and that, that like you have that that mindset and, and that that viewpoint of the world uh that's phenomenal uh Wally, you, gonna ask us something. no I, I was just gonna say pretty you, you put it more way better than i could say it i was just gonna say man this is we need more people like like max you know yep thanks dude, for I, dude i'd love to see that more in the sport man like a you know no disrespect to these guys but we have some guys that you know like to just troll online in a bad way that's kind of like what's the point of this dude it's, it's just a breath of fresh air to hear Someone with your thought process, a guy that's 25 years old, suggesting a book to older guys to read, it's like a good book to <laughs> kind of build some life success off of, man. Then talking about, you know, how you want to help kids, dude. Oh my gosh, man. Like, I'm a big fan after this, dude. Like, I, I need this positivity. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I, I appreciate it. I'm not good at taking praise, but thank you. I do appreciate it a lot. All right. So, 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 I do I'll agree with you. Sorry not to cut you. I do agree with you, though, that, uh, some some people in the jujitsu community are trolls more than I would like to see. Again, I'm not even gonna say names, bro. But like a lot of people, like uh, I don't think you have to put out a bad image or anything or be a dickhead to people to even make money, dude. Like I think you could get people to like you and shit and follow you without being a dickhead. Like especially if you get if you're like an ADCC champ or some shit and you get put in this position where you could actually spread positivity and then you just decide to fuck with people it's like damn dude you could have done a lot better with what you had there you had like a chance to do some good and shit so i never i told myself when i was like 20 20 20 20 or 21 like i didn't want to be like one of those guys who just started talking shit online because i remember for a second there when i was like 19 i was doing that talking shit online i'm like and dante kind of steered me away from it he's like do you want to be that guy because then that's all you're gonna be like you have to be always talking shit then and that's if you make a character online and that's all you fucking do is promote that character, then you're going to become that character in real life. Like this is kind of more kind of combined, you know? So I just never I, wanted to be like that. That is one of the reasons why I don't follow those characters. I mean, I, I, I see it and I just not interested. Yeah. It's yep. like this, this doesn't, you know, it doesn't help the sport. The, well, it doesn't help the sport, but it doesn't like, put me in a good mood or oh, no, exactly know, yeah it doesn't it's give always, me any yeah. good vibes for me to yeah. keep like reading or looking at it it's just like oh dude it's, it's so, so much toxic stuff dude, yeah, so much toxic stuff dude. you'll see and you're like dude i already see enough of shit online that's terrible in the world and everything i use jujitsu to get away from the modern world i don't want to come back and just fucking you know like deal deal with it that's cool thing I, yeah that's the cool thing about the pgf it's like you know most tournaments you don't you don't know your opponents you know you don't know who they are so you really don't care but you know the pgf is almost like a little community for that yeah. week and it's so you know positive everything you know there's there's nothing that's gonna bring it down everything's positive everybody likes each other i mean even even the competitors even if they don't like each other they're they're actually gonna you know, stay cool for that yeah. week. Against they have other. a mutual respect for each other, man. Yeah. Everyone's sure. there for the same dream, bro. So you can't really yeah. hate anybody. And, and you end up meeting also new friends, you know, people yeah, that you can go train with. So yeah, dude, doing competitions is why like jabroni bro. Dude, I love that guy, man. Like I met him through just competing and shit. I wouldn't have known him uh, otherwise just cause he's in Florida. I'm in Ohio. Dude, it's, it's cool to meet people like this guys like Kevin too. Very cool guy. Someone I even had a match with, right? Like, just it's cool the people you meet. You'll click with some of them, and you just think like, this guy's fucking dope, you know? I'm sure you got for sure. Did you, man? It's a network. Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, I mean you, you got your dickheads too, but you know, again, you steer away from those guys and yeah, hang with, with the cool people. Yeah, exactly. But hey, 
listen, before we go, uh, any final thoughts, uh, shout outs, shout outs to shout outs to sponsors, anything you want to say. All right. Shout out to pair athletics, my sponsor. You can use max 15, uh, for a discount. You can follow my Instagram. Also shout out my coach, Dante Leon, that man shout out Brad Schneider. Matt, best crucifix of all time in jiu-jitsu, literally 100, like 180-plus crucifix submissions in competition. Shout-out Minnesota Maniac. Shout-out Lawson Grime, uh, up-and-comer dude. He'll be good in the next couple of years. Y'all hear that name, Lawson Grime. That's right it. Uh, Egg, any, anything else you want to add before we go? Well, I mean, I feel like we're kind of towards the end, but I guess the, the big question is, uh, Max, uh, obviously you're used to the, the standard format, right? One, one tournament one night type of situation uh how do you think you're gonna be able to handle uh 12 matches over four days and then and then the finale tournament because i know you're gonna make it uh for that fifth day dude uh i mean dude my training is pretty intense i don't think it's going to be any worse than the training i do completely honest with you very well man a man of confidence yeah, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, bro. I want his fucking confidence. Damn. But anyway, that's that's a different topic. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate your questions online, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Adios, muchachos. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate Sayonara. it.